Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, hit it shot. Oh, baby, what a play. This is Jeff Fedone with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I discuss whether should, there should be a new approach for the Chiefs special teams, Norma Hunt, the White House visit, and the Buffalo Bills. Joe, a lot going on, a lot of kind of, we always think it's the offseason, but some interesting nuggets here. Uh, first, I wanted to kind of follow up on something we talked about last week's pod, uh, the new kickoff rules um, with really like the fair catch rule is, is really very different basically you can fair catch it um very close to the goal line really any place in the in the ball is still taken out to the 25 yard line so what's changed since we last talked about it well dave tobe uh the chief special teams coordinator who's one of the best in the league was asked about it and he emphasized the chiefs would continue to be aggressive um and you know they'd always go for it try and run it out I don't know, Joe, like if I'm Dave Tobe, if I'm the Chiefs, like you have this great offense, you have this great weapon, I, I take what the league is giving you. I, I take Mahomes at the 25 every time, almost not take the risk, and and I like that scenario. Joe, I, I'm curious your thoughts and, and what Tobe said about this. Yeah, I, I, I got to say, you know, look, I'm, I'm not one to always play the odds or play the stats, but you know, at some point you've got to look at what your average punt return is over the course of an entire season, how many, um, you know, how many times you've run one back or like what your, you know, get into math, like for all you math majors out there, right? I live, I live with a math major, right? My wife's a, she has her doctorate in math education. So I'm always thinking about numbers and, um, you know, I, I would play the numbers here, Jeff, and, and think like, okay, what's my mean, median, mode, right? All those average type things of like, what's your longest return? What's the one that happens? The, what's the number that happens the most? What's your average, right? Like take out, maybe throw out the, the shortest return and throw out the longest return and, and use those that data. But I got to say, Jeff, without having looking at it, I, I can't imagine that if you caught the ball inside the 10 and tried to run it out, that you're going to mathematically get yourself to the 25 most times. Like, I mean, whatever the average punt return is now, do you, okay. You lose the, the wow factor of like, maybe there's that one time, like in the super bowl where they, they, they obviously that helped them with the game, but they wouldn't have fair caught that one. Cause it wasn't that far back. Right. Right, that was right. Um, exactly. That so, was that was a bad that was a bad punt for that one for sure. Yeah, yeah. So for so so that doesn't even really come into play. So, you know, I'm thinking on the standard, you know, where they're trying to pin you back, right? Where where like you know you're think about it from the offense's perspective, right? Like the the team that's driving against the Chiefs. You know, you get into that gray area of like, do we try the 56 yard field goal? Do we go for it um, and risk, you know, giving the Chiefs really good field position, or do we try to air quote pin them back, right? And that was what the term that Marty Schottenheimer always used. Let's pin them back, pin them back. And he was always talking to guys like Brian Barker, right? Who was the punter that I snapped to. 
Like, pin them back, Brian. Pin them back. Like, I, I don't know. Like, if I'm if I'm out there and I'm thinking, all right, I've got a chance to fair catch the ball inside the ten, and I get a nice fifteen to seventeen yard gain, depending on if I catch it between the ten and the eight yard line. If it's inside the five, forget it. Right? You you absolutely are going to try to fair catch that. Right? Now you might try to let it hit and bounce into the end zone, but maybe you don't even take that risk anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? Because there always used to be an unwritten rule that inside the ten, inside the five you know, you kind of let it take the risk and hope it goes into the end zone. But as good as these punters are getting these days with being able to spiral the ball so that it comes back into the field or they can get enough hang time for teams to surround it on the coverage, you know, you're you're running the risk now of losing anywhere from, let's call it 15 to 20 plus yards if you fair catch it inside the 10. I don't know if many returners are getting that kind of punt return today with these kind of incredible athletes, unless it's just an, a horrible punt and the team and, you know, you kind of either outkick your coverage or, you know, you, um, you basically, uh, you know, line drive it or something where, you, you know, you're kind of beating the balls, beating the coverage down the field. I, I know it's a lot of words and I'm rambling, but like, I just think there's way too many scenarios to fair catch it than there are to risk fumbling it. Think about some of the you know issues we had last year with fumbles. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Jeff. I, I I think that's maybe I don't know if that's just posturing on Dave Telb's part. But and that's a great point too. I'm wondering whether it's some of this is just, you know, if he just came out and said, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna fair catch it every time and just give it to Mahomes at the 25. If, they, they, if there's some gamesmanship there. So they don't so that other people won't know what what the Chiefs are doing, Joe. Because um, I, I think a lot about what you said last year, which is the goal for the Chiefs special teams: keep your name on the the paper for the good and bad. The offense is so good; it's yeah. really special teams is the one uh, kind of mucking things up. There, they they came up big when it mattered most in the AFC Championship game, the Super Bowl. This reminds me a little bit of that that point of just be conservative. Don't rock the boat. Let the offense do their thing. If you take, give the ball to Mahomes at the 25 more times than not, you're going to be in a pretty good shape. In 2022, okay, I'm seeing the top punt returner was Avery Williams, mm-hmm. okay? He averaged 16.2, okay? He only had three that were 20-plus. He had one 40-yard return plus, which was a 56-yarder, and he had a fumble. And he he fair caught it 19 times. Okay, and he was the top average returner. Um, And let me do somebody who had a lot of returns. I'm going to go down and scroll down. Like eighth or ninth on the list was Marcus Jones. He had 29 returns, mm-hmm. punt returns in 2022. He averaged 11 uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was uh, DeAndre Carter. Sorry. He had 11.7 yard return average. He had four that were 20 plus, And his longest was a 28 yard return. I'm sorry, Jeff. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that's a very, very bold statement by Dave Tal <laughs> because yeah. that, that takes you through all the way through like the top 10 where they're averaging anywhere from 16 to 11. 
then you get into the bottom part of the league and you know you're you're getting into things like um you know you're getting into like 10 and 11 yard punt returns so i don't know jeff i i i think i'm i don't i think i'm basically i'm going to coach and and teach that you know you need to basically uh you know you need to you need to fair catch it anywhere inside the i would say the at least a 15 that's what i would think too well, Bet Online is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest match report, matchup reports for this year's NBA Finals. Bet Online is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs from basketball, MLB, NHL, hockey, Stanley Cup, golf to UFC and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and car games available play right from your home get into the action today so head to the website or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use our promo code believe b-l-e-a-v to receive your 50 percent bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts uh joe some sad news over the weekend norma hunt the wife of lamar hunt and the mother of current chief's owner clark hunt passed away uh Joe, you you knew her pretty well. Uh, the, you know what, Jeff? We could spend an entire episode talking about L- Norma Hunt and that family, uh, the Hunt family. I mean, Norma was the heart of the family. She really was. And boy, did did Lamar dote on her. I mean, he just, they were such a lovely couple. Um, and I, I think they um, were kind of like the epitome of, of, you know, a sports marriage, right? Where, and you were where she just really was all in on on whatever it was that the family was doing and it was a real team affair you know the chiefs were were a family affair and i think i and i have to say that as much as i love and admire lamar and, and clark and all the hunt family i i truly believe and not just because we're talking about her today that norma was at the heart of all of it i mean i think about the things that just personally she i saw her do with the wives i mean and, and significant others that were part of the Chiefs family. I mean, every year, incredible. You know, holiday parties for the kids, Norma running it. She's there handing out gifts, working with Santa Claus, you know, bringing kids into the, to the facility, um, just, just, just doting on all of the families that were there. Um, I think about what she did with the Chiefs Wives Organization. I know I can speak for the six years that I was there. I know one year Jen um, helped her chair the uh, canned food drive. That was all Norma. Um, they used to have this huge canned food drive um, back in the 90s and, you know, where you would collect canned foods. Norma at the heart of it, inspiring, you know, the spouses and significant others and the families to go out and, you know, raise uh, money and, 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 and food for the, for the underprivileged folks in the Kansas City metropolitan area and, and beyond. And, she just was at the heart of all of it. She was always there supporting. I know when when Jen um, jo- uh, joined me on our trip to um, my Jen did not go to, to to the other international game that we had, but she did join the the, the trip to Tokyo when we played uh, the Vikings in the Japan Bowl mm-hmm. uh, in in the preseason. And um, you know, Norma had events for all of the you know, significant others, uh, both, you know, male and, and female and anybody who was there, um, you know, that was supporting, like, because remember spouses 
were coming from all the whole organization. It wasn't just the players, right? So she would um, organize trips for the family members that were there. I know they they did uh, uh, at least every day they did something for the family members that were there um, in on the Japan trip while we were at practice or while we were doing team you know sponsored events where it was you know players only and just. I mean, she just was, she was awesome. I mean, she, you know, she, she really did an incredible job of making it all inclusive. Probably the, one of the things that Jen remembers the most, um, you know, being part of the, of the Chiefs family and, 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 and not being an actual player was that every twice a year, uh, Norma would host um, the families in Lamar's suite. And, you know, a, a lot of people used to say, you know, wow, Lamar, you know, you're, you're giving up an opportunity to entertain, you know, big corporate sponsors or whatever, and to make use of the awesome, awesome entertainment space that he had um, behind the, you know, behind his 25 or plus seats that, you know, were there in the owner's box. You know, he had his beautiful office and entertainment area and all of his cool um, games that he collected these old like 1900s and 1800s arcade games and things. Mm -hmm. Um, that he used to have. He was a big, uh, big like carnival game collector. And he, you know, he'd have the family there and, and, and I, and, 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 you know, the hunts would always say, you know, well, the family of the chiefs, that th this is the most important thing. It's not, it's not the sponsorships. It's not the money. It's not the entertaining of, of big, you know, celebrities and things. It's about the family that's here doing it. And to me, that spoke volumes about how the family felt every year, you know, Norma was there riding the roller coaster with the kids when, uh, you know, Lamar and Norma would shut down worlds of fun for a day, uh, before we would go away to training camp. And it just, that kind of family affair. I, I know as much as, you know, Lamar was obviously at the heart of it as well. I, I know that Norma was really the one driving it and, and making everybody feel like they were part of something bigger. And, and I think that to me is my best testament to her and her ability to, you know, be the, that again, not to overuse the term, but to be that heart of the chief's family. And, and I, she is obviously going to be sorely missed um, of course by her family, but of course, by I think the entire chief's community that, that got to know her and, and, and as she carried on the legacy of, of Lamar, um, you know, after the year since he has passed. So I, I just, I, I, it's a really, 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 really sad day for, for not just the Chiefs, but I think for the entire NFL and the way that an organization should be run. Joe, well, you did such a great job wrapping it up and giving some really cool anecdotes for, uh, for, for fans who, who might not have known the kind of impact that she did have on the, on the franchise. Um, you know, Norma also went to every Super Bowl. Uh, I think was the I think she was the only person to have attended each one uh, up to up to the recent one over the Eagles, which is pretty incredible if you think about it. And it's great. Well, while it's also sad. It's obviously sad, but it's it's great that she got to see one last victory for the Chiefs in the Super Bowl in, in her last year of life, which is is really is really very cool. Um, and there was a moment of silence for her when the Chiefs visited uh, the White House on Monday, Joe. And that's something else we have to to talk about because that was that that was uh, a very cool moment. You know, the Chiefs last last time they they won, um, the pandemic was underway shortly after the 
Super Bowl. So they obviously couldn't visit the White House. It was the first time for guys like Mahomes and, and Kelsey. You know, Patrick Mahomes, Joe, said he had never even visited the White House as like a tourist. So it's really the first time there. Um, you know, so, and now, Joe, I thought, any thoughts from just there was some cool video of of Kelsey at the at the podium and things like that. Any thoughts of of the about the uh, Chiefs White House? Visit? Oh yeah, I mean of course there was the dance going in, which was amazing, right down the red carpet. The you know the Chiefs the choreographed with Juju, yeah. Yeah, you know what? That's cool, and 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 I, you know, to to be excited about it and to prepare something like that, I, I just think that's awesome um, that they were that excited about about getting to celebrate, you know, at the White House. I think Andy Reid summed it up best. You know, it doesn't matter what your politics are. This is about unity. Whatever side of the fence you might be on politically, this is about, you know, our highest office of government celebrating a really cool team. And and I just think it's good that everybody went into it that way. There was, didn't seem to be any you know, speaking of, of, of political parties or sides, it was, Hey, we're going to the white house. We're going to celebrate with the office of the highest, uh, the highest office in the land and, and let's go have a good time. And and I think it was really cool. You know, like president Biden, like gave them a little bit of flexibility to have some fun. You know, I, I thought what took the cake for me was, was, was Patrick and Travis at the microphone and, and, and Travis, you know, kind of, um, you know, making that play for the microphone. And I just thought that was so cool um, that, you know, it just, he just was, he's being tra- Travis being Travis. Great, great. Man. Travis has had some off season, man. I mean, he's a, right? he's hosted SNL. He has, he, he has the Kelsey jam, that concert that he, he spearheaded. He's going to be at the match. He's now speaking, you know, his podcast is, I, I believe it's been rated as the second best, Chiefs podcast next to Believe in Chiefs, but that that's but going that's okay. like that's okay. We'll, we'll let him have that. I know he's right. He's nipping at our heels. <laughs> nipping at our right. Nipping, nipping at our heels. He had that, and now he's uh, speaking at the podium, the president's podium. I mean, it's it's uh, really incredible what what he's doing. He actually just signed a deal with a kind of an entertainment uh, agency because it sounds like it's going to get more and more. But yeah, uh, that was that was hilarious. And you know, you're talking about they did a good job at preaching unity and stuff. Joe, I imagine that the thing that might have been the most divisive, you, you might you probably know this uh better than I. I mean just confirming it since you're in the area. I'm assuming that Biden is probably a pretty big Eagles fan. Is is that correct? Like I wonder if that was at all like, you know, if there were any jokes. I, I I did not see that, but if there were any jokes about beating Biden's team or anything like that. Yeah, I I didn't hear of any. I was kind of searching for it because I got to be honest, Jeff, he's he is he is an Eagles and, and Phillies fan. He's a Philadelphia mm-hmm. sports fan. I mean, he yeah. you know, Wilmington, Delaware where he, you know, has spent all pretty much you know, all of his life other than his time in upstate Pennsylvania. So even that he has Pennsylvania roots, right? So um before, you know, he moved to to Delaware, Wilmington, you know, I only live I live 15 minutes from downtown Wilmington and I live about, you know, 35 minutes with no traffic to downtown Philadelphia. So, you know, I'm in a, I'm in the suburb that is literally sandwiched between uh, Wilmington, Delaware and, and Philadelphia. And um, most, if I would, I I don't want to say all because Wilmington does have a contingent of Baltimore Ravens fans. Um, So there are, there are some uh, Baltimore uh, fans who have kind of creeped up into the right. northern Delaware, uh, Wilmington area. So, but I know I'm going off on a tangent, but like, 
yeah, President Biden's he's an Eagles fan. And to, to have that kind of, you know, camaraderie with the Chiefs, he's just he's I mean, he's he's a sports fan. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I had the opportunity to see him um, at Penn's graduation when Jen and uh, my wife and daughter, Madison, got their um, doctorate and, and master's degrees, respectively, a couple weeks ago. Uh, President Biden attended the, the University of Pennsylvania graduation. Um, his daughter, uh, granddaughter, Maisie, was uh, was graduating um, mm-hmm. from from Penn. So he was there and, you know, they're supporting. So, yeah. So, you know, f- but Wilmington, for all intents and purposes, and, and it's funny because Joe Biden, President Biden always jokes. He always says that Philadelphia is Wilmington's best suburb. And uh, so, you know, he's very Wilmington pride, proud, but he's also very Philadelphia. He has a lot of pride in Philadelphia, too, being so close. So, yeah. So all in all, to answer your question with a very long answer. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he was kind of pained a little bit, you know, that it wasn't the Eagles showing up because of his time here. But he didn't he didn't really show it, which was cool. Um, you know, also didn't... bearing the lead, Joe, that you basically you were hanging with Biden not that long ago. You know, that, that that's yeah. pretty cool at Penn. Yeah. And his um, his son, Bo, who, you know, obviously passed from, mm-hmm. from brain cancer. We were classmates at Penn. And uh, really, we, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Both class of 91. And I knew Bo had been to some get togethers and things with him. I didn't know him real well, to be honest. Not going to sit here and brag that I name dropped that I knew, you know, knew him very well. But I did know him and, and we had met a couple of times on campus and parties and things like that. And, uh, you know, um, so we had some some mutual friends and things like that. I did actually have a chance to tell. Uh, president biden after he before he was in office as president after he was out as vice president i was at a um at the Bo biden golf outing um in wilmington and i got to meet president Biden. well then vice president retired i guess whatever you would call you know out of office former vice president biden uh got to meet him and, and we chatted a little bit about Bo and our time at penn together so which was really cool so okay, that's really uh, cool snap a little picture can you get him on the pod or is that you think i don't know yeah he might might be a little maybe if, <laughs> before he got became president maybe but you know we, we tied it into the eagles somehow but uh yeah so uh well yeah but going to the white house man what a, what a treat you know i i it would have been really cool to have been you know part of that squad and you know, I love that they, uh, you know, the Frank Clark went right, and that was cool. That Frank you know, Clark, Juju, Juju was there. Juju there, was there. there. And, Juju was the one who kind of led that cool dancing thing. Yeah. we're talking about. Um, yeah, Joe, what a what a neat experience. I mean, the White House, my White House story, which is pales so so much in comparison to what happened to the Chiefs, and also your cool uh, Biden stories. But the White House itself, even even if you're not celebrating a championship, it is really. A, a spectacle and an amazing sight. When I was um, in Washington D.C. for the Commanders Chiefs game, not uh, two seasons ago, I had some friends in Washington. I was staying in the city. Uh, was supposed to meet them for dinner. It didn't happen. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to walk around. There's so many cool sights, and it's it's lit up and not like lit up at night. You can just walk by, and there's always people there. This is like eight or nine at at, at night on the, like a Saturday night. And there's people just kind of taking it in and it just, it takes your, it takes your breath away. It really is impressive. And the cool thing about that is like, oh man, I have nothing to do. I'm here like Nate Taylor, our buddy, Nate Taylor, who I'm sure we'll have from the athletic who we'll have back on the pod was there doing the same thing. He's like, I had nothing to do before the game. He's taking photos of the white house. So it's, 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 it really is um, uh, really cool. It makes, it makes you feel good to be kind of an American. Yeah. 
absolutely okay. definitely it's a great and it's a great tradition i i love that tradition that 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 presidents will either call or you know a lot of times it used to be a call a phone call i mean i know everybody was talking about the richard nixon you know len dawson one, yeah. call um you know the president trump then president trump call to to the chiefs when when they won the first time or the second time the first time with in the mahomes era mm-hmm. um yeah it's just cool it's cool it's a cool tradition that sports plays that you know our highest elected official you know will celebrate uh you know with sports teams whether they be amateur college pro like whatever you know that they'll that they they celebrate that that sports is such an ingrained part of our society that we do that right that we go to that expense to to have a a celebration like that i think it's pretty cool i love the you know the the fact that they gave you know president biden a 46 jersey right because he's the 46th president that was cool putting the number on it and then he and then i saw patrick was signing stuff for him which is cool right so um you know i thought that was that was pretty pretty awesome so yeah uh, one more thing for us to talk about this off season. I know every time Jeff, we, you know, we think, well, what else are we going to talk about? We're 60 plus days away from the season, but you know, I was actually texting Nate speaking of Nate Taylor, in the white house, he was actually there writing a story for it and covering it. But I had been texting him. I'm like, Oh man, maybe we need somebody like, what are Joe and I going to talk about? But there's, there's, there's always something. Yeah. There's, but there's in the last something. thing, there's always something, Joe, in the the last thing that, you know, we talk about the Chiefs a lot, but we also like to follow the comings and goings of, of transactions of, uh, you know, whether it's other teams in the AFC West or or other contenders in the AFC. I think the Bills are, of course, one of the teams that will be jockeying with the Chiefs for playoff positioning and potential Super Bowl berth. Uh, Joe, I really liked the Bills signing of Leonard Floyd, who played with Von Miller on the Rams. Yeah. He's had a one-year deal. He's had 10 and a half, nine and a half, nine sacks respectively the last three years i kind of forgot he was still on the free agent market joe i think that i really like this move uh for the bills and i'm not saying i still think the chiefs are the team to beat you know but i think that's a that's a nice nice piece for the bills yeah yeah i mean listen we got to keep our eyes on the comings and goings of of the teams especially in the afc right i mean it's we have to see what's what's shaking out there and what this season's going to be like um you know, for Kansas City. And, uh, you know, I think I, I think the AFC is is going to be hopping this year. Um, you know, I don't know, um, you know, who's going to be I, I still I still personally and not just because we we do the Chiefs pod on Believe in Chiefs, Jeff. I, I really do. In my opinion, I think the Chiefs are still the front runner, I think right now on paper. Right. Just what they did in the offseason kind of like what everybody else has done. Obviously, we'll start to see more through OTAs and mandatory mini camps. We'll start to see rosters taking shape. We'll see a few more signings here and there. But I do believe um, that 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 the Chiefs are the class of the AFC. The the th- the thing that I, you know, uh, you know, am, am concerned about is is you know, what are the other teams doing, right? What are they other what are they doing to to combat the Chiefs offense? Uh, what are they going to do to take advantage of the Chiefs defense and, um, you know, to, to build their offenses, you know, their offensive game plans around what the Chiefs defense does? Because I think that's going to be the goal of, you know, three or four teams in the AFC. It's 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 going to be, yeah, we can get to the point where where we can, I don't want to say skate through the AFC, but, you know, the Bengals, the Bills, right, two name, two teams that come to mind right at the top of the hat there. I would imagine their whole season is going to be about like 
they're going to be able to get through the rest of the AFC, right? right? It's going to be, what are we going to do to beat the Chiefs and get Mm -hmm. to the Super Bowl? Like, that's what teams are going to be doing. That's scary for, as a Chiefs fan, like, that's scary, like, because then you, then you worry that every, the target is going to be on their back every single game. And Leonard Floyd is a nice piece for that. I'm not saying this is the part that that they're going to overtake uh, the Chiefs because of Leonard Floyd or that they're going to overtake the Chiefs, period. But I look at the Bills last year. Many people thought, especially that before the season, they were kind of the team to beat in the AFC. And they looked kind of like the team to beat for much of the year. Then the wheels kind of fell off. They had so many. I mean, they obviously had the DeMar Hamlin thing, uh, which impacted the team. Uh, Not only uh, a guy down the in the secondary, but of course, mentally it was it was such a a drain, such a moving thing. But the, there were other factors. Josh Allen, he 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 had too many turnovers. He was playing hurt. That might have been a um, a factor. Um, and they were too dependent on him. But uh, another thing that was really a factor was when Von Miller went down. Their pass rush um, really really suffered. And mm-hmm. he should be back, but he's coming off an injury. And they have a guy who has played with him before, knows him, Leonard Floyd. Um, so I think that's a really smart signing. Again, I'm not sh- saying that this puts the Bills as the, as the team to beat or anything, but I'm, that, I saw that. I'm like, huh, that, that, that's something. So, Yeah, I, I think, Jeff, we, you know, what we should probably you know, start doing is you know, we should, in these times where we'll get a little bit quiet, you know, really start thinking about, you know, let's go down the list of, of AFC contenders, right. And, and, and who we really start to think about. And, you know, most people right now are saying, you know, Bill's Chiefs Bengals, right. Um, there's a, then there's a little bit of a drop-off. I think when you look at the odds, right. Of, of winning the AFC, a lot of people are hanging their hat on the jets and what Aaron Rodgers can do. That's going to yeah. be an, that's going to be a really, that's really an interesting, interesting mix to the AFC. What does Lamar Jackson do with this big, you know, new contract with the Ravens? You know, what does Tyreek, you know, the Tyreek effect to the Dolphins? Um, does Tua come back and play? I, you but know, he, I forgot to one of speaking of Von Miller, and I was thinking about that today too, Joe. The, the Dolphins. Speaking of Von Miller and Leonard Floyd, they kind of quietly added Jalen Ramsey to that Dolphins team and Vic Fangio. I mean, that's I, if Tua is healthy, that's a team that could be scary. Yeah, but I think there's a huge drop off, though. Huge yeah. drop off after you get through the Ravens and the, and the Dolphins. Um, mm-hmm. Season is going to be interesting um, to watch who is who is vying for, uh, you know, the AFC. You know, trying to dethrone the Chiefs, and then and then who also is going to try to dethrone the Eagles? Because I personally think the Eagles have done for a team that made it to the Super Bowl, I feel like they've made more improvements than anybody else um, yeah. this season, all season yeah. including the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm so with you. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, how that all, how that all plays out. So stuff, definitely stuff for us to talk about as we get into OTA and mini camp and, you know, sooner than later, <laughs> we're going to be suiting up for training camp again. Definitely fodder for the next pod. Maybe we'll be discussing it with Joe Biden. Maybe not. Well, you'll have to tune in. Well, if you enjoyed this show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and tune in. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.